Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host Epifanio and this is episode 787. And today we're going to be diving into the city of Jinky 54, which is Ascension, the divine gift of Jinky 54. And this is a word that we've been hearing for a while now. Um, and the connotation, the meaning, the, the profound experience of the ultimate meaning of life and the, of this particular experience in this reality. And what has it become and how have we, how have we put it in a little of, of a box, you know, and, and, and you hear all sorts of people different, having these different versions of what it means, right? Um, and I'm going to give you my version of it, I guess, at the same time as I'm contemplating this. Uh, but this is um, ultimately the end path of greed, right? And if we um, equate greed as a very basic driving force of expansion, because remember these uh, two jinkies, Jinky 54 and Jinky 53, they go together. So we got that at the shadow level, we got that immaturity um, looping with greed. And then on the gift level, we have that aspiration looping with expansion. Aspiration leads to expansion, expansion leads to aspiration, and that's how we climb and refine ourselves and our biomachine until we reach this state, right? And uh, Richard Rod talks a lot, the author of The Jinkies, he talks a lot about when the master reaches a city, it's from that city that it expresses itself. But the way that I see it is that, and I've always talked about it, is that that's just the entry point. I call it um, what you what you have is moving through, and we're racing that Kundalini energy up to up through the chakras, the seals, right, and passing that fifth seal, uh, which is kind of like the end point of the gift when you reach that point of fulfillment, and and then there is there is no longer that desire for anything, and uh, that's the that's the click. Boom, at that point, there's that's the dissolution of the personality. And we open that door or God opens that door. And that's what we call the sixth seal, which I would call the individual city or divine gifts, right? That sixth chakra, which is literally just holding the handle, opening the door and walking through the doorway. But as soon as you go through the doorway and reach the seventh seal, the door disappears and they all the cities become one and this is this ascension that moment of opening that door and then now you are at a whole other level and when we're talking about all these masters and and, and gurus right that have reached this level cidic level of the opening the door because we're talking about a state of timelessness so that opening the door and passing through the doorway could last a lifetime or could last a hundred lifetimes. I don't think it probably lasts that long, but at least a few lifetimes. And you can see some of these masters are, they, they reincarnate and they're already as children, they're ready for, for the next thing. This, this happened to Buddha, right? He went to the fifth heaven, right? And started imagining, uh, asking, where does the music comes from? There's music in the fifth heaven, and every everything makes music. And where where is this music comes from? And so, when you are in this um, subtle planes of existence, there's no physical matter, right? So, you have to come here to physicality in order to gain that same level of frequency, vibration of consciousness that exist on these heavens, but in matter. And so you are accelerating the physical biostructure of the biomachine and affecting the field. You, When you go and meet the master, true master, you can feel their entrainment feel for, you know, they said that Jesus would have it, uh, it'd be like miles. If you could feel the entrainment feel of the master, same with Buddha and many others, right? Um, but when we're talking about ascension, some people are now, they're like saying, 
that we've already ascended and that, you know, we are in the, you know, age of Aquarius and all of this stuff. But what it, what it really means is it's a realization of consciousness that goes beyond the need for stuff, even the need for spiritual uh, progression. It is the absolute dissolution of the personality and taken beyond that sixth seal into the seventh seal. It is the absolute acceleration of the biomachine of the frequency of the bio of the genetic cellular structure of the biomachine. And so we're we're talking about something very specific here, getting to a point where you've cleansed all of the shadows. And this is where I am not a proponent of the hologenetic profile as a tool for enlightenment. I I believe the hologenetic profile that we use in this training <clears throat> the study of the gene keys uh, that Richard Rod came up with, it's it's a fantastic tool to get us started on the contemplation process to take care of the stuff that that shifts, you know, from the shadow to the gift at a very specific genetic configuration level, right? But once you go through the hologenetic profile, you realize that the job is the entire 64 gene keys. I think that he addresses it like that because not everybody is ready to really take that journey. Uh, most people uh, at, at whatever level of their evolutionary, evolutionary refinement through many lifetimes, um, they've come to a place where now they've maybe they've worked through many jinkies that are not showing up in their hologenetic profile. And they are, there's many that they might not even need to even look into until the next or several lifetimes after this one. We're talking about profound work here, spiritual work that goes beyond death and um, in, in between lifetimes. And so, but the way that I see this hologenetic profile is it really deals with, with, your physical presence here, your purpose in this reality. Uh, how do you heal your relationships and your past so that you clear your karma? And how do you become of service at a physical level? But it doesn't go the whole way into the next layer because we're looking at every single city and it is hologenetic, right? So you go and truly penetrate one of these contemplations and it's gonna take you all the way to God. Any one of them, right? And they connect you with all of them, the all of them. But as a tool that we can use in this reality, because I'm all about practicality, the real and only work that we can do with this tool is the work from the, from the shadow to the gift. Because that is something that we can actually do through contemplation and through presence and through, you know, a taking responsibility to engaging your experiences and learn from your experiences and, and, and eventually understand the, the nature of this currents of God, which are these, these jinkies, right? These building blocks of consciousness that, that underline all of reality, that, that are the building blocks, the, the blueprint of reality and how everything works out here. But when we're talking about the city, <clears throat> we're talking about work that happens after the work is is done. And and so and, and I I personally suspect there's more after that, but it's just so beyond that we cannot even comprehend it right now. But and that's just you know pure speculation, right? I, I get I get a hunch, <laughs> but when we're talking about cities, when we're talking about accelerating the vibrational frequency of your cellular of the cellular structure of your bio machine through consciousness, through the cleansing or refinement of consciousness, the perception that can no longer be interrupted or hijacked, right? That that. You can, you're capable of holding your attention of, on any concept, and particularly now you're going through expanded consciousness that, and, and concepts of consciousness that go beyond physical need and, and all the games of humanity and even happiness, you know, or love. 
we're talking about concepts that you know sustain the the, the birth of stars and and the, the spinning of galaxies the, the 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 explanation for black holes and 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 dark matter and, and dark energy you know what is what is a supercluster you know and and understanding that comparison between the macro and the micro going into the subatomic structure and understanding the nature of subatomic particles and what is the quantum field right and understanding that the whole thing is one thing and at that point you're looking at the nature of reality and the nature of how reality is built you're past beyond wanting stuff you're past beyond um even even you know looking for for that fulfillment of life and so as the personality dissolves because as we get past beyond that then then this stuff happens to you and so when every time and i every time i talk about these cities the reason we contemplate these cities is because we're looking at we're choosing timelines you know by contemplating this extraordinary um um, revelations, right? We are choosing our future consciously. We are choosing. We. This is where I'm going. This is this is home. This is my path. This is my map. And um, because of the grace of God, we 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 download stuff. So by contemplating, it's incredibly useful contemplating these cities because you do get gifts uh, by contemplating these extraordinary revelations. Um, and and these gifts help you accelerate or or or, or maybe uh, lubricate your own process of transforming and transmuting the dense matter of the shadow into the gift, right? Which is the work that we're doing. But ultimately, it cannot be uh, taken this this stuff, these cities. And we're gonna be looking a little bit into that today. It cannot be taken from the perspective of the personality. And this is what happens a lot in the new age, right? Oh, we're talking about ascension. We are ascended masters and all that stuff. And so what happens is the personality becomes a fucking monster. Because now it's, I'm the Messiah. I'm the, the Christ. Yeah, because I have all the power of the universe. Blah, blah, blah. And it happens and it's nasty as fuck. And it is, it's, this is how these demons are created. And I'm talking about, you know, personal experiences, right? That you get into this head trip because the dilemma of this jinkies egotism, right? Which is that, um, I would, I would put a better name or better word to that. Uh, it would, it would be the, the, the personality thinking that it's thinking, thinking that it's God. Because remember, we don't think. We position attention. The one who thinks is the personality. So there's a, it, a you know, unsurmountable difference between thinking and being. So we are. I am. You are. Right. We are. And then the personality is thinking that it is. And and you know, I know this is wordy and blah blah blah. But you know, we're doing the best that we can to to uh, uh, contemplate and address these concepts that go way beyond words. But that is the problem and it is a danger and people get stuck in that stuff. And this is how people like, you know, the Illuminati or all of these morons that are there, they understand this concept. Well, they don't understand these concepts, but they have taken these concepts and the personality is running the show. So next thing they want to, they have a vision of enlightenment that it's just terrifying and destructive and tyrannical. And they don't even know it, and so this is this is this is a danger. And so we're gonna address some of that. We're probably gonna have one or a couple episodes with this city, and we're gonna go of all of that into into as much detail as we can. But before we get into that one, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about here, you wanna go to Jorn TV. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, there's a black menu with five links. One of them says Jinkies. Click on that one and that will take you to episode 256. Listen to that episode and that will get you started with what we're doing here. We're learning how to use this tool, the gene keys, to clear our karma, if you want to call it like that. Clear our karma, 
uh, allow our dharma to unfold. In other words, to um, learn how to love ourselves, understanding that you and me, we are the same thing and everyone else. So when we're talking about myself, when I'm saying myself, I literally mean the entire universe. And so love yourself is loving the entire of creation. And when you do that, then you go through life and whatever you give, you're giving to yourself. And so that completely obliterates this head trip trap, which is a trap in the new age, right? Of being of service to others instead of service to self, right? Which is a fucking trap. Because then you go through life with that internal struggle of always trying to be good. And trying to be good only leads to evil. I mean, I know it sounds a trip, but it's, it's, I've seen it over and over again. People that are trying to be good become fucking Hitlers. Or, or you know, because they, they, they get narrow-minded about what good means. And the biggest problem is... What do you do to others? How do you treat others? And you've heard me say that, you know, people don't exist. But in the personality, within the consciousness of the personality, the personality sees others, right? And so now you want to help them get enlightened because now we're going to be enlightened. And and, and, and that degenerates. Because at some point you realize that through extreme pain and suffering, genes flip and, and, and superpowers unfold. Now you want to subdue people to unthinkable pain and suffering because you're doing it in the name of love. Fuck you and your mama, bitch. This is what they're doing and this is what people have been doing through thousands of years. Why? Because this lack of understanding of the true nature of self. And so as long as, as we, because here's the thing, you know, if you truly love yourself, you're not going to hurt yourself. You understand, it's not about being, it's all truly about understand, allowing the nature of patience or even just everlastingness, if you want to call timelessness, to become the, the energy on every cell, every DNA within your cell, your cellular structure, that you become that or organic foreverness of nature. And it is in, 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 in expansion, it is moving, it's in motion, it is ascending, right? But it has its natural flow. So you're not going to go push that on others. And so in this trap of the, you know, the head trip of, you know, you, you need to be service to others instead of service to self because the service to self people are selfish and they're, you know, taking advantage of others. All of that shits the shadow. Service to self, service to others. That's the head trip of the fear. That's the low frequency. When we get to the gift, right? And this is the kind of stuff we're doing here, learning how to raise that frequency from the shadow, from fear to love. You realize that the greatest thing that you can do for another, if you want to see it like that, is to let them be. Allow people to be whatever the fuck they need to be, you know? And so it's not that you're service to others, right? Or yourself service to self, because there's no others. There's only you and, and not the personality. In, in fact, I said that wrong. There's only I, right? Which is the one whole. All of us, we are the same being. But it's so advanced that it appears that we're separated. So if, if we focus our attention there, we're jumping and bypassing a huge trap that has ensnared the New Age population here for a long time. And it's a fucking trap. It will keep you double um, questioning yourself every single decision. You're not going to have peace. Because at some points you're going to want to do something that, you know, it's just service of self. But you're not supposed to do that because you need to be service to others. And then you do service to others. And what does that even mean? You have your opinion on what, that, what, what should be good for them. Now you're a good father or a good mother, right? But now they, maybe they don't like what you're doing. And now, you, now what, what have you become? Now you're a tyrant. You're, you're telling them what's supposed to be right. And, and all of that stuff, it, it's, all of that is games of the personality. 
Remember, the personality, it's not, it, it thinks it is. And, it, and we live with this creature all the time, right? This is, this is, this is our horse, right? And so we, ne- we need to learn how to discern that all the time. But we bypass that immediately by not seeing other people. You see yourself and everything's bypassed at that point. And this is where it comes, the golden rule. How do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? And, and let them be. You don't like anybody to tell you what to do. And maybe sometimes you do like that. Sometimes you, you know, you want somebody to actually show you the way in a certain thing and train you in something, right? If somebody comes and asks you for your help or you have some gift to give, you give it. But you don't force it down anybody's throat. And that is what religion has done throughout history and religion and politics and, 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 you know, ideologies, they're all the same thing. Points of perspective coming from the third seal that are unbalanced. Now, when we raise that consciousness, and this is the work we're doing here, get it to the gift. And that is the greatest work that we can do here. Use that hologenetic profile. And by the way, on episode 256, there's a link there that says, click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile. Click on that link. That'll take you to the Jinkies website where you can download this map, this hologenetic profile with 11 Jinkies. When we use this profile and, and learn how to raise the frequency of the shadows and how to, how to take responsibility for life, for our life and not just... Um, what you say yours, but the fractal, all of your genetic bloodline, which is inside of you, right? All you look, you need to, you need to do your contemplations, you do your work, you face your life. And when you show up in your life and this experiences comes and you learn how to become, become more refined in your engagement with every experience and simultaneously without compromising your unique self-expression. It's, it's a fine balance. This is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about male-female polarity. Getting to that where they kind of cancel each other and you create this depolarization. That's when you reach, raise the frequency. And next thing now you're expressing, and a lot of people are going to think that you're crazy because one moment you could be saying something really hardcore and the next moment you're going to say something incredibly sweet. Right. But you are unbalanced. You are balanced within yourself on that expression. So it's going to be really strange for people to to look at this because they're not used for somebody to have that fluctuation of balance that it's constantly moving and organizing like water in, in a container or in an ocean. Right. Is these waves that come in and out. That's what we are. We are the flow of the expression of God. And when we allow that self-expression, it's a wonderful journey, right? And then as we go through this, eventually you get to the point. And by that point, you're not even going to need these jinkies. When you're done with that, you're going to have fulfillment in your life, in every aspect of your life. And you might have even forgotten about this thing. You are just watching the sunset and playing with your kids and drinking margaritas. Because at that point, you don't even give a fuck because you don't need to be a vegan, right? It's very interesting when you get to that point, all of these kind of taboo, not taboos is not the right word, dogmas that we create ourselves on our spiritual journey in quotes, they go out the window because all of that stuff, and maybe at some point they were important and relevant and then help you gain will or something. But at some point you need to drop it when it becomes a dogma and it keeps you, you know, stuck. And so we're doing this work, and on that page, episode 256, you're going to find everything you need to, um, to get started with this, uh, you know, using this tool for your, um, for, for your expansion, for learning a life of fulfillment and, and understanding every single um, aspect of yourself that, that keeps you in the darkness. And when we see that light within ourselves, life becomes a completely different thing. And so all of that information is there. If you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, who am I, what is Pearl Planet, what is Planet Homemaking, what is Jorn.tv, all of that stuff, click on the About tab on Jorn.tv and listen to episode one. 
Uh, our goal with this brand is to bring this information and information that is relevant for people to be able to make decisions in their life right now because the physical reality has become um, corrupt to, to a degree that now people cannot differentiate. Um, this making cannot make decisions uh, without truly understanding what they are uh, agreeing to. It's like the, the freaking contracts have become so vague and so weird in life that it appears that you're that you're making one decision, but it's actually you are signing up your death sentence. And so it's happening right now. The power of, of you know, distribution of information has reached a level that it's almost indistinguishable from mind control. And so you need to be to be able to be to de decipher what is best for your choice and path of ev expansion and evolution. And and yes, you can go these nasty rabbit holes if you make a conscious decision. I'm gonna go and take because you know I kind of I feel a drive to actually become a cyborg. You know, God bless you, right? I don't think anybody listening to this podcast would be on that timeline, but it is happening right now. And so the more information, information, data, philosophy, not truth. Remember, this is not what we're talking about here. No, no, nothing that Richard Rudd talks about is wisdom of truth. It's not wisdom. It's not truth. It's information. It's data. It's philosophy. Everything I say, for me, for me, in my own experience, what I'm saying, what I'm experiencing, a lot of it might be my truth or my wisdom because I've lived a lot of it, right? But when I talk about it and you receive it, it is philosophy for you. And so we use this philosophy, we use these tools, this information, this data, so that we can position our attention and, and start downloading what's specifically relevant for you in your life. So you're going to get your um, important, you know, um, the source that you're looking for, not from the podcast or the jinkies or any of these things, but from God, directly from the universe, from your higher self, from Jesus, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, your higher self, your ascended master, right? And you're getting that stuff and it's going to manifest physically and metaphysically or either or, and then you have your experience. And then you have truth. And when you have truth, nobody can come and bamboozle you about anything because you fucking know. And that is the power that is shifting timelines right now for people. Have the ability to make decisions that are going to take you in a completely different timeline to a completely different parallel universe, which is happening right now. Because now you have the tools. And so everybody everywhere is, is doing the best they can with the information they have. But a lot of this information is garbage. The best and most profound information that you can have is what liberates you and liberates everyone and everything around you. And that's what we're looking here to um, use these tools so that we can actually make these decisions when right now it is absolutely necessary to make them. And for literally physical survival, and don't forget about just, you know, mental freedom. And that's absolutely basic. But at this point, it has become physical and it is literally threatening humanity at a physical level. It, it's already started. People have already started dying because of the decisions they've taken, you know, and, and I talk about this all the time. So just listen to the podcast episode. And then all of that is here. You know, I, we have 787 episodes of this stuff. So everything you possibly need is already here. And then use that work. There's a, um, a link there on that um, page, episode 256, that uh, leads to um, um, uh, materials recommended. And I recommend you get this book, The Art of Contemplation, which is the, the process that we're using here to contemplate this information. So let's dive into what Richard Broad is saying about this um, 54th city of ascension, and I'll give you my own download on that as we go into that. The 54th city is one of the cities that is triggered through the continual pressure of aspiration. And, you know, that's what happens um, when you go to the end of the gift, right? Of the gift, the path, the, the middle green area, right? You got shadow, you got gift and density, right? Right. 
But um, I disagree with Richard Rudd that it's that it's triggered. This thing, um, it, you cannot, because I, I want to be as much specific with the linguistics as possible. You cannot, you, the personality, right? That's because even in the, in the gift, we're still dealing with the personality, individual, the dichotomy, right? The personality can't make the, the, the city, the manifestation of the city. The manifestation of the city comes as, as, as the end result of the integration of the shadow. When we have fully integrated the shadow, which is integrating yourself, and you have dissolved the personality. And when I mean dissolve the personality, is you reached a place where you couldn't give three fucks whether people like you or not, whether you are not interested in getting anything, whether, whether at that point you don't have, you don't, anything that you've lived in the past does not define you as who you are. You are no, no longer afraid of anything. And so who you are is just that pure presence that is choosing where to position the attention, where I call the positioner of the attention. And so in that place, there is no longer personality or you're kind of right at the end. It might, might you know, you might get a flick, you know, from God and say, okay, maybe you need a push here, punk. I don't know exactly how that works, but I know those things do happen. It happened to San Francis of Assisi, right? If you want to learn his his story or Apollonios of Tiana, right? And there's many, many more. They're not very famous because they usually, particularly in India or South Asia, they go into the mountain and they never come back, right? Who the, Where they go, who knows? There's even documented uh, information of people that have, time travel and they come back, you know, 500 years later and like, I just went this morning to take my morning walk. And boom, now they're 500 years in the future. How does that even happen, right? When we understand the nature of quantum physics, all of that stuff at the subatomic level is happening all the time. So it's a matter of clearing all of these beliefs or, or ideas of what reality is. And it's, and, and the beautiful part is that by the time you get to that level, you don't even care about it. You don't you don't want ascension, you don't want to be enlightened, you know? You're fulfilled. And so it happens because now you you're not in need, you're not in lack, you you don't want, right? And and there's not even a you anymore. There's just that light of God flowing through you. And that's what we are. So um I don't think that through continual pressure you're gonna trigger any city. That thing happens when it happens. What we do is through continual pressure, you could say is move and make that transition from the shadow to the gift. So that's where I'm focusing all of my attention, seeing this tool as useful for that, but not for this. So, And, and I may be wrong, you know, I mean, you know, by the time I get there, I'm like, well, I was totally wrong. So listen to yourself, you know, that's just my own uh, contemplation of this. So this is the city of seekers. Through research into the 64 gene keys, it has been found that a disproportionate number of mystics and enlightened sages, enlightened sages, have the 54th city as one of their prime gifts. And the prime gifts are the four green spheres on your hologenetic profile. And this is a thing I, I, I totally dis, uh, kind of like diverge from Richard Rudd. Richard Rudd gives too much uh, value to this hologenetic profile. Like, I think it's kind of getting a bit dogmatic because um, um, it's a part of it is kind of built on astrology. And if you believe that um, gamma rays traveled from the beginning of the Big Bang and, you know, traversed through through planets and creates these very specific configurations of alignments of building blocks of reality that allowed you to be here as a bio machine, right? The specific genetic configuration of bio, your bio machine has to do with the alignment of all the celestial bodies from here to the beginning of the Big Bang. And so that is astrology kind of compressed, you know, I'll kind of give you the, the summary, right? Um, I don't necessarily disagree that everything in the universe is, is a cohesive, um, specific uh, the design that it's a ma mathematical perfection, right? I don't disagree with that. What I uh, what I diverge from is that 
there's only one thing, right? Okay, well, the the enlightened masters that have their 54th or 47th gene key on the prime gifts, those are the ones that are going to ascend and everybody else, fuck you, you know? <laughs> I laugh at that stuff, you know, that's... So it's like, I see, like, and I say, say it over and over again, I see the whole genetic profile as a, as a starting point, right? When you dive into the full understanding, because it's so funny and it happens to a lot of people, when, when you've been studying this hologenetic profile for a while and you, and you suddenly start looking at other gene keys outside the hologenetic profile, and Richard Rudd even talks about this, uh, you'll find yourself, you identify with a lot of them. And you understand, some of them, you even understand them like completely, like this one I know, it's not in my hologenetic profile. So I don't necessarily agree that who I am, because this is the one kind of thing that I diverge with uh, Richard Rod. He do, and I talk about this a lot. You can see in the last 10 episodes that we've been talking about a lot about that. He identifies who we are as the body, right? He calls that we're consciousness also, right? But it's like, like we, need to, we need to do something with the body. And it is not, I completely diverge from that. We are not the body. We are not the mind. We are not the body, mind, consciousness. I call that the personality and the bio machine. They're one thing, and it's a, it's a it's a it's a creature. It's the animal that's that's roaming on this physical plane on this planet, and we happen to be riding that planet. It's like it, that that creature is like a horse, right? So, or from a physical genetic level, yes. You could say, okay, everything is interconnected from the beginning of the Big Bang and, you know, connected to the entire universe. But who we are, the writers of the biomachine, we have access to everything simultaneous through all eternity, here and in every multiverse, even beyond this womb of this multiverse. What we are cannot be contained by a fucking hologenetic profile. You are not 11 jinkies in your hologenetic profile. And maybe you're not even 64. There might be a million. I don't know. But I do understand when I look at the, at the whole of the 64, a map and a tool and a, and, a, and a cheat sheet, if you want, to understanding the kind of problems that we're facing and obstacles that we're facing as we're living our lives here. So I see it incredibly useful, but I see it as a whole, the entire thing. And so he's talking about, you know, all this, you know, has been started that all of these enlightened beings have this 54th city as one of their prime gifts. So it means that if you have a prime gift now, you're more propensity to be enlightened, right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't care. So perhaps the best known of this is Paramahansa Yogananda, one of the great mystics of the 20th century, who had this city as his life's work. And you're going to talk about that because Paramahansa Yogananda is dead. Isn't it? Let's let's find out. Um, Paramahansa Yogananda. Paramahansa. I think he is totally dead. He died in 1952, right? So where is his fucking ascension? Why didn't he ascend it? Is he had this in his profile, you know, now, well, he was enlightened. He was an enlightened master. No, he was not. He got to the city and he's doing his job just like all of us, right? And he's maybe in next lifetime, he's going to be more ready, right? Maybe he's already here now. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's very important to destroy these dogmatic concepts that put us in boxes, all the time, do not let any containment tool, religion, spiritual practice to put you in a box, right? Because we have the ability to position our, ascent, our attention anywhere, when we master our ability to hold that focused attention, anything that you can, that wherever you put your attention, you are already there. You, not the personality. And so, yes, we are training by, by having experiences the bio-machine to genetically evolve to be able to hold the consciousness of God. So that's the job we're doing here. That's why we're writing these bio-machines. 
but <clears throat> what we are is no limitation, no limitation whatsoever. And so, um, so you could say, okay, this is one of the mystics who had this city as his life's work, you know, good for him. This 54th city concerns the notion of ascension, the continual alchemical transformation of matter into spiritual essence. And, uh, and I would say yes, because now we're talking about exactly what I was just mentioning, you know, raising the frequency of the body. And, and here's the, the funny thing. It's like any of these cities, but let's just focus on this ascension one, this 54. It is raising the frequency vibration of the biomachine, Right. And so you're, you're alchemically transforming matter into spiritual essence. That's what alchemy is truly about back in the day when they were trying to make, uh, you know, gold out of lead, right? And eventually they created the, um, the Red Lion, right? The, that was the elixir of eternal life. There's actually a great book by Maria Shepes that actually tells the story of an initiate that wasn't ready for it and took that thing and got mad. And I mean mad, not language, you know, being insane. And that is because um, if you haven't been able to hold your attention and, and maintain it, and you, you suddenly become aware of what's really actually fucking going on around us, which is an, a, a, a multi-plane level of it. There's so much going on around us, you know, and, and I've seen it. It's, it's like when you don't have that level of, of training to hold your attention, your focused attention, It'll take you over. There's like you'll see demons because what what are demons? Attitudes. They are just people that got stuck in in, the, in a shadow or an attitude, and now they're dead. And so they're looping, but they're around us because they're all play all planes of existence are simultaneously, and you, we have the ability to be able to perceive reality. That is why our pineal gland or pituitary gland is not. Uh, not for everybody is perceiving these realities because they can't handle it. And so if you can barely handle your problems in this reality, imagine opening up and now you're trying to handle what's going on all over around you. It's high level. So you need to be able to have that ability, that, that presence, that, that clarity, that peace and centeredness to be able to handle all of that stuff. But yes... Ultimately, it is. Ascension is the alchemical transformation of matter into spiritual essence. We are eventually, and this is, this is a spiritual level where we will reach, we're going to raise literally through, through the vibration of our consciousness because our attention is vibrating at, at, a, at a holistic level. We are, there's no longer separation between you, your attention and the entire of the multiverse. That is high frequency. And you are fully expressing that, right? So that high frequency vibration accelerates because everything gets affected by everything. You start hanging out with a troublemaker, you're going to get in trouble. You start hanging out with something, somebody really smart and really funny, and you're going to be happy, right? You're going to have fun because you're being affected by that electromagnetic field, which is frequency. So now, because now you have that consciousness vibrating at that higher rate, your body, the bio-machine, gets affected by your choice of focus. And it's going to raise, 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 until, because everything is frequency, mass turns into light. For first, it starts vibrating and makes sound, right? There's a sound that the, the master sound. There's a specific kind of music, right? There's music. And it then it turns into light. And this is where you see these pictures of the masters with the halos and the whole thing. People ascending, literally, you are taking your body with you. And now, now you are a time-traveling space, time-traveling machine, multidimensional time-traveling machine. You, you can coagulate that body in any dimension, in any time frame, in any reality. You're completely free from the bounding of physicality. And you've done the entire work. That's what Jesus did. That's what Buddha did. That's what Ramtha did. That's what, you know, many, many masters that have ascended, right? 
and uh, and we don't we don't know many we don't know anybody because they they haven't really put it in history. It's gonna come out at some point. We're gonna know this stuff. So here, the base energy of ambition is experienced at its highest frequency and becomes a continual pressure to keep ascending up the hierarchy. And then again, he says. At these levels, however, we are no longer talking about social or material hierarchy, but the spiritual evolutionary, evolutionary ladder, which consciousness itself ascends on the return to its own source. So he's using uh, uh, the word hierarchy here, but he doesn't really mean hierarchy. Because there's no hierarchy at this point. Um, and I yesterday I pummeled hierarchy to the bottom of the well, right? Because... Um, where I see the evolution of our species, we reach a place where there's no longer hierarchy. But in order for us to reach that, there we need to break through the first three seals. And we need to deep, get to that equality or depolarization. There's no even dreaming about living in a hierarchical less, or so a reality where there's no hierarchy unless you live within that depolarized frequency vibration yourself. So you can live in a place where there's no hierarchy, but the world's still going to be there. So at this point, he's talking about um, the essence of the shadow existing as the city. And and this is a beautiful concept because it's kind of like the concept of the torus, right? Where an apple is, uh, it goes in, into itself, right? And this is the universe. This is what we are, a torus, Right. And so when we're talking about that, we're talking about the essence, the shadow, the, the seed of the specific the stream of consciousness, the change of life, right? In this particular Jinky 54, um, reaching that ultimate level of blooming, right? As ascension. And as it blooms, it goes back outside and into the beginning forever and ever become this Ouroboros, right? The serpent eating its own tail. And so, um, so he's using these words, but but at this point, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean hierarchy. It, it just and and here's the beauty of it: you cannot really even reach this level through um, hierarchical means, because it's not your job to get to ascension. Your job is to love yourself. So much that you allow yourself the contemplations of the infinite. And the contemplations of the infinite, to get to that, you have to see yourself in all of life, right? That is the ultimate love. Self-expression that is beyond the limitation of this reality. You allow yourself the contemplations the, the, to receive that flow of, of river of thought, that becomes at some point you cannot even talk about it because it's so abstract that that it comprises uh, configurations of energy fields and you understand it because you are you are you are contemplating you're feeling you're like oh my god but there is not even communication at a physical level with words with that stuff and you don't even care right and then you start having experiences beyond this reality. So that is that love, that self-love, right? Self-love, understanding that you are the entire multiverse. So one of the common, uh, common allusions to the 54th city concerns the Hindu concept of Kundalini, the so-called serpent power lying coiled at the base of the spine. That's exactly what I've been talking about. The goal of most transformational yogic systems is the awakening of this primal energy, which uh, is to rise up and activate each of the higher centers, centers or, or chakras as it ascends through the human body. Many people have discovered to their detriment how dangerous premature or forced awakening of Kundalini is um, to human nervous systems, and that does happen. I've actually experienced that. It's terrifying. It's, oh my God. Some people have indeed suffered severe psychological disorders because of the terrific currents of energy that such sustained yogic practice can unleash. Most yoga systems have accommodated to this danger over the centuries by offering step-by-step -step guidance to such meditations with a great deal of physical preparation and cleansing early on.
With this 54th city, there is a need for deep grounding within the material realm. And this is probably, uh, this is very valuable what he's saying right here. This is probably one of the most important things for spiritual seekers to understand. When you are beginning this journey and you're hearing everybody talking about ascension and ascension, let's, go, let's do, do Kundalini Yoga and do all these practices. At the very core of this seeking Right is uh, the seek for power, and the sooner you realize this, the sooner you can address it. Because if you're looking at ascension and you're looking at superpowers and telekinesis and being able to see with your eyes closed and you know walk on water, whatever you can imagine, right? Those are toys. This is the kind of stuff that a child aspires or, or that, that, that a, if we're talking about greed, right, from the shadow of this, this jinky, um, this is the kind of stuff that you want from the physical level. And it's not you who wants it. It is the fucking personality. So the personality is really running the show and you think that you're having a spiritual journey, but it isn't. You're still running. The personality is running the show. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because you have to go through that. That's part of the journey. But at some point you realize that none of that stuff is important. The fucking ascension or the, the you know, the, the, the Kundalini awakening and being able to shoot like, you know, lasers, <laughs> electro courage from your hands, like, you know, and roasted your marshmallows. You know, you know that shit is important. Watching, walking with your own eyes, walking through walls, all of that stuff. There has been masters that have done all of these stuff. And there's an explanation for all of that stuff when you look at the quantum field and, and you know, what's really going on in quantum physics. And understanding that it's not just the physics of the quantum, but it is the physics of the entire universe. You just it's it's keys and locks that open up these things at a at a larger level, like we are here, which we're not even really that large. But there's there's consciousness that opens those gates, right? But if your attention is there at the very core of that seeking or that desire, that drive to get to that gain, that power, is um, you're escaping, um, you're escaping pain, and you're escaping the shadow. And I've seen it because I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in many people. You truly want to get away from being trapped in this physical reality. You want more. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But this is relevant to what he's talking about, this danger of getting stuck in this. I call it the image of the pseudo-enlightened one because it degenerates and it evolves. And, and people that one thing that I really love about Richard Rudd that he always talks about is you cannot. And I agree with that because I, I am the same way. You cannot skip steps. And so, for example, the people that right now are, you know, doing all the nasty, nasty stuff. They're embodying the world shadow, right? Running these um, rackets that are um, enslaving economically the entire world through all of these, you know, m currencies that have no value, you know, and devaluing the, 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 the value of things, right? To just keep it short, because I could, you know, speak about it for five hours, but... These people, a lot of them, and most of them, they have a religion, this Luciferianism, right? Which they understand this occult, um, occult meaning it's just hidden information about how to gain power. And, and, and they, they, they're, they're stuck in the third seal because they haven't understood the nature of that depolarization, that happens in order for you to experience the next layer of reality. And the next layer of reality is the heart, the heart that opens up, that, that is love. In order for us to go to the next level, you have to get to this place that you're, you want to have an adventure that is beyond getting stuff from anyone. It's an adventure that involves giving that which you are downloading from your source, from God. 
And so these people are stuck there and it gets to the point because you can hone your attention and master a lot of these superpowers, right? Or becoming your your personality becomes incredibly, you know, dexterous. And now it can your mind runs at a thousand miles an hour, you can compute things. So the personality becomes very um advanced. But it is still the fucking personality. It is not the divine God within us. It is the bio machine. And so this is the suffering. And it happens and it has happened even with fucking gurus, right? Next thing they're fucking their whole fucking following and using it to, you know, enslave people and have their... It happened to this, what's he called? Um, the guy from Brazil... What's his name that was working with Oprah Winfrey, John of something. He was impregnating women and he was supposed to have this incredible ability to heal people by putting their his hand inside of of his their bodies by changing the molecular structure with his vibration. Imagine that kind of power. And next thing you're doing, you're just fucking creating your harems there. I mean, it degenerates. And the same thing happened to, um, there was another good example about that, I can't can't remember it. They're all over the place. There was this yogi, (laughs) or several of these yogis, right? The the one that created the, the one with the sauna, I don't even remember. The same fucking thing. Because you get to that place of power and you steal one shit from others. And I'm not saying that it doesn't go hand by hand because going through this journey... You need to embrace physicality. We cannot leave physicality behind on this journey of ascension. Because ultimately ascension is literally about taking matter with us. Taking the body with us, right? But but we need to become aware of what what is going on through that journey. And what are those dangers, right? You awaken this kundalini could make you crazy because you are not depolarized. You're still on that place of struggle, of wanting, of control, of, of you know. And so at some point you you reach this this kind of this fork in the road. You can continue to want more power. And so you're gonna study all the trainings and now people get into alchemy and they start studying all the occult stuff. And they find ways to call demons and this is what magic is and sorcery and all that stuff. I'm not saying the sorcery is bad because there's a great, great use of sorcery. But in terms of what is the purpose? And if the purpose is still to get stuff from the world, you haven't depolarized that male-female polarity within you. That good and evil, if you want to call it, right? It needs to equalize. And then race to that place where your life is about giving. Giving love. And giving is allowing. You're giving that to others. So you become the giver. And you, who, do you give your, who do you give first? Yourself. You allowing, you, you're allowing that light to flow through you. To, to nourish you. And then you, you are open so the light passes through you into the world. And getting anything, it's out of the question. And it is a challenge because you go through this life and we need to eat and we need to be in, have a house or we're not burning in the, or, you know, for, you know, being in the call of the snow or burning in the bush. You, you need an air condition. You need a car to move. You need a business to take care of your, you know, eating and, and maybe doing stuff that you want to do. But that is, that is the path and it is a journey that that's what I have found out that has kept me on track because for so long, and it gets really nasty. When you still in that consciousness of wanting, and that's why I keep bringing again and again, people don't exist because this is, it, you might sound ridiculous, but this is a hack that I figured out. If you, it bypasses this, this trap of, of the personality trying to gain power. Because who are you going to gain power from if they're you? you? You're talking to yourself. You know? 
If you truly understand that and truly see that in life, there is no possible way that you're going to ever harm anyone because now you've taken the path of love. And in that place, now you're on track. Now you're on track. And, and yes, at some point you might be doing your Kundalini yoga and all that stuff. But eventually all of these blockages are going to be burned away. And that Kundalini is going to go up and up and up and up. But it's very interesting that, yes, you can do all of these tools. And yes, uh, we're, we're preparing ourselves spiritually for holding more energy and raising the frequency vibration of the bio machine. And you can do this in many ways. You can do it with yoga. You can do it with the jinkies. You can do it with, you know, the Carlos Castaneda sorcering, um, tensegrity work or, or any other possible work out there because there's tons of works out there, right? But most important is that we realize that our greatest obstacle in this spiritual journey is going to be your own need to control, your own need for power. And that is going moving past the energy of that third seal. When we recognize that and see your life and relax, because when it happens, boy, you know, sometimes you start shivering and you're feeling this, this energy. And so, but it is, it is, um, it becomes a problem because there's, there's an agenda within yourself to, to get something. As soon as you recognize that and fucking let it go, then you find that relaxation. It's none of my fucking business what anybody is doing with their lives. I'm not here to, to enlighten anyone. And you let that go. Whew. Now you're on track because that is love. The moment you let that go of the head trip of the fucking Messiah, because I hear it all the time everywhere. Oh, I have the solution. I have the wisdom. No, you don't have shit. You know, you're, you're head tripping and it loops and you get stuck and it's painful. And you know what? If you if that's your journey, that's your journey, because we all I had to go through that one. So it's not like you can't bypass that one. But you, if you can, if you know what it is when it happens, you can recognize it and digest it more efficiently. You, you know, processes learn, let you you flow through it more smooth instead of struggling for twenty years. So we've reached the end of the episode today. Tomorrow we're going to continue with part two of this city of Jinky fifty four, which is ascension, and uh, I, I, this is. It's just a beautiful contemplation. It's very relevant to a lot of things. There's so much more I, I want to I wanna address with this, particularly with the way that people um, refer to this ascension thing and kind of like bring in my, my perspective and clear out some of these misunderstandings of what it means in terms of consciousness and in terms of actual physical experience. So we're going to be diving into that tomorrow. Podcast is every day, now every day, Monday through Sunday. You can find us on every podcast app out there. Um, and when you go to joan.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, there's a black menu with five links. One of them says the pioneers. These are a video and audio podcasts of guests that we've had and we're having and we're going to have more now, more coming that they tell us the story of their journey, how they went through the darkness, how they found whatever they needed to find in the darkness that was their unique self-expression and how uh, at the other side of that, they are sharing that gift. They're giving that love. And it's a beautiful because storytelling, I love stories. Stories are probably the most um, uh, respectful type of healing right, that we can experience, it's very, uh, it, there's, there's always this, uh, it's not anybody telling you what things are, it's like, well, I went through that, and then somehow you identify with parts of the journey, you go like, oh, well, that makes sense, I've lived like that, so it's really beautiful to see all of this, and, and it's, and we're going to have more guests coming soon, but you can find them there, also on our Rumble channel, when you go to the bottom right corner of joan.tv, there's a support button set there, and you can see we have a Telegram chat room. If you want to contact us, that's the place to do it. You can join our community there. 
We have a news channel also on Telegram and X. And it used to be Twitter, but now it's X. And those are news too. And Truth Social and Rumble. And our Rumble is only the videos of our pioneers of the Great Awakening. That's what we're calling those series. And eventually when we get to the 64 Jinky here, it's all going to probably turn into that. Uh, unless Richard Rudd comes out with the book of the lines, right? And then we're probably going to make a whole series of the lines. That's going to be interesting. Because he's going to go over every line of every jinky. And and a lot of people ask about these lines. I've addressed some of that. And, and you can find it on the episode 256 of the Index. I go through all of the hologenetic profile and I go through every every line for every uh, sphere of the hologenetic profile. But all of that is there. Also on the support button, you'll find our coaching programs. If you want help, assistance, learning how to use this tool, we have a one-on-one uh, call that you know I can help you understand and utilize this stuff. The work is ultimately going to be yours. We're just here helping each other. As a guide, as coaching, we also help people align every aspect of their lives with their deepest spiritual purpose. We call this the Life Design Coaching Program. We have that there. We have a specific coaching program for people who are ready to move past their dark night of the soul, meaning they have made the decision to stop saying, I have a problem, and saying, the world has a problem. I'm going to... I'm going to, in my pain and in my suffering, walk across the street and help that other person get up. And that's how you get out of the dark night of soul. When you stop being me, 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 my, 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 they did this to me. I'm not saying they did not. I'm saying that even though that happened, you're going to take that energy and that suffering and that sadness and you're going to go give a, lend a hand to somebody. And do something without expecting them to give you anything. That is what gets you out of the dark now. So we have a very specific coaching program. If you're ready to, to make that decision. Because it's a decision. And sometimes it takes you 20 minutes to do it. And sometimes it's going to take you 20 years. It took me 20 years. So I'm not saying that just because you're ready. You're less than anything. You know, Everybody is where they are. But if you're ready. We have a specific coaching program for that. And we have a new coaching program for coaches. If you want to attract the kind of people into your coaching practice, it's about learning how to uh, express your unique self-expression that is going to be um, so specific that is going to attract and is going to repel a lot of people. And not because there's anything wrong with that, but because each one of us has a unique frequency that is meant to reach and connect to your certain kind of people that are vibrating at that frequency. And that's why there has to be a lot of us. So if you want to learn how to build your business practice and attract that kind of people that resonate with your message, check out the Client Generator program. We have that coaching program. All of that stuff you can find on the support button of TV. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast, and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.